0: My most sincere apologies to everybody, because you can't be in the room with Bradley and me when we try to sing along with that song. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So Bradley just finished his pop culture page turner. Mm. Uh, that was Catch and Kill. Yeah, by Ronan Farrow. Exactly. Mm. And you've got some closing thoughts on that oh, on yes, the Colleen and do. Bradley show. My Talk 107 One, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom Bradley tra- Train. Hi, and uh, and not only do you have closing thoughts on that, Bradley, you have a question for our listeners. Yeah, what's
1: the next, what should my next pop culture page turner be? You know, Laurie and Julia do this book club and they're always reading books. We should have just asked them to come on and tell us what books to read.
0: Or we could have just taken their
1: segment like the Today Show did ours. Yeah, well, don't worry. I'm sure we will at some point. <laughs> we actually have a couple of them, but nonetheless. I want to know what pop culture page turner is next because... I don't want, like, you know, you should really read War and Peace. I no. mean, I know I should, but I don't want to. I want yeah. something delicious and a page-turner because when I was reading um, Catch and Kill, it, it sort of, like, gave me everything I needed, right? Mm-hmm. Because it touches on the stuff that we talk about at work, but it's also incredibly fascinating stuff. Some of my own, you know, just sort of the things that I'm interested in, you know, politics and, you know, who doesn't like a good... Uh, like scandal or mystery page turner. Um,
0: And also if I can just add this, by the way, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one, what pop culture page turner should Bradley read next? Um, But, but if I can just add the fact that I know we both listened to the book and I'm not all the way through yet. I have a few more hours to go. Um, But Ronan Farrow is a really great writer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And okay. So, Call us with your suggestions. For example, if you've been reading the Elton John biography, I want to know if I need to read that or not. Because I'm kind of waffling on that. I don't know if I should read it or not. Like, is it going to be too fluffy? And, like, is there an actual narrative there? Presumably, he didn't actually write this book. It was, you know, dictated to someone who can write. Um, By the way, doesn't that just sound like fun? Just lay there and, like, say your whole life life story and have somebody else write it? But, um, in addition, I want to circle back and talk about Catch and Kill, which is the latest book by Ronan Farrow, an incredibly exquisite storytelling experience about some of the things we've been talking about on our show for the last, oh, three years at least. Well, maybe more like two years, right? Yeah, about, Me two, too. Years. about yeah. two years. About two years. The Me Too movement, um, Time's Up, people like Matt Lauer, people like Harvey Weinstein. But there's this whole investigative journalism piece. There's this whole personal piece, because one of the things that I think at the end of reading Catch and Kill that uh, it occurs to me that Ronan Farrow does very well is he inserts himself into the story in such a way that you're not like, I don't care about you, Ronan. Just tell me the story. It's not self... um, it, it, it's not self-aggrandizing like he could have done that book, but he he bends over backwards to show his own flaws in the process of investigating the story and bringing it to the public Um eventually at the new yorker but first he tries to do it with nbc for example one of the things that he admits to is that like he probably was going a little too easy on nbc in the beginning when they started to push back on his reporting and his story which we came to find out was likely driven by their desire to keep a bunch of things quiet including but not limited to matt Matt Lauer, Lauer. um, but also in this case directly harvey weinstein um he admits that like he probably should have pushed a little harder but he wanted to give NBC the benefit of the doubt he wanted to keep um you know presumably in good graces with NBC so that he could maintain a career there yeah. and as he's writing this book he kind of confronts that um towards the end he kind of confronts the you know his own ownership in, or uh, responsibility in that which that to me is a really like that was a very insightful thing, not only for him to know of himself that he was a part of the story in that way, but also to then share it with us in such a way that it you know it tells us the truth about him. Yeah, which so often is hard a hard thing to do when you're writing from your own perspective. So
0: I you know it's funny that you brought that scene up because I haven't gotten to that place where he's reflective about that but i had a similar thought when i was listening to catch and kill by ronan farrow last night uh in a scene where he talks about his conversation with his sister dylan farrow when she decided to sort of re breathe life back into her allegations that her father uh, Woody Allen their father Woody yeah. Allen had uh, sexually abused her um, and he talks very explicitly about a family meeting that they had where the two of them and their mom and uh, you know other kind of family members involved intimately mm-hmm. in their story were in a room together and Dylan said I have to do this I can't not and and he was pleading with her to not come forward and just say listen we just sort of got and he was doing it and He's he is acknowledging in the telling of this conversation yeah. that he was doing it kind of from a place of selfishness and that that, but that conversation and what he learned from that and where he'd grown from that had informed why he wanted to continue on with the story yeah, uh, about Harvey Weinstein, but he didn't have to tell that story Absolutely. that makes him kind of look like a jerk. Yeah. Uh, but he does tell it. And I think that there's something about that that is very artful in the sense that it shows how a person can change their opinion and and why this is such an important conversation we should be having.
1: Well, and mo- more importantly, I think, too, what it does is it makes me believe and uh, treat as more credible the information that you're reporting elsewhere in the book. And the main thrust of this book, again, Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow, is to talk about um, his reporting of, of the Harvey Weinstein scandal. And then, you know, towards the end, Matt Lauer and some other stories that he was critical in the reporting of. Like, it makes you take that reporting. Like, I believe that he bent over backwards through fact-checking, through getting as much of the information as he could out there about these particular stories, many of which rely on sources, many of those sources being anonymous. Like, it it makes me take that reporting with a certain amount of um, confidence yeah. in a way that um, I don't know would stand up to the same scrutiny because you'll remember when the book comes out, or I shouldn't say remember because this is happening sort of in real time, that when the book comes out, you know, NBC is uh, publishing these um, talking points to push back against his book. And it's like that kind of falls on deaf ears because I have Ronan Farrow over here who admits that he's at fault on occasion. And when he has done something that he's not uh, very proud of, admits it. Whereas NBC, you know, they repeatedly make these assertions about, um, you know, the fact that the allegations against them are not uh, not true. But, you know, there are actual reported instances where they are directly lying and or not telling the truth about something. So I'm like, OK, if I'm looking at both of these things, I'm going to go with the person who has shown that he can be critical of himself yeah. versus this machine over here. Exactly. Which won't admit anything for fear of everything tumbling down around them. So I think it just allows you to take the book as um, a little bit more credible, credible than yeah. otherwise you one would.
0: Absolutely. So, well, um, I'm sorry that we did not get any oh recommendations what for, what am I, gonna do? I don't know.
1: I thought I was going to, I was going to try to read another book. I guess I just won't you can't read. read. No, okay. you're not going to read anymore. That's a bummer yeah it's too bad thanks guys
0: when we come back on the colleen and bradley show <laughs> i alluded to this during our blind items segment uh that we needed to talk about what's going on with the royals uh we're going to talk about that what's going on with the royals after this on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 107.1 um and now i'm very sorry to our listening audience that you didn't see bradley <laughs> accidentally hit me in the face during the break
1: yeah it was delightful <laughs> It's not every day.
0: No, it's true. But he threw something at the okay, wall, and it ricocheted fair, off the wall. You and threw hit it at me. It. That's true. But
1: I, And I, then in my return throw, it banked off the wall <laughs> into your face. <laughs> it
0: did, and I wasn't. I didn't see <laughs> it coming. It was coming. delightful. Oh, I haven't left so hard in a while. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, MyTalk 1071. Very positive. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Okay, so um, you may have heard a lot more talk about... Meghan Markle and uh Prince Harry's relationship or kind of how they're doing and the reason why is because they took there they did you know a, a television special for ITV which by the way is going to be airing locally here in the United States on Wednesday night uh it is a it is a it is a profile basically of of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and there's a lot of things that have been coming out of this that have been making headlines among them, you may have seen the video of uh, the interviewer, by the way, the name of it is Harry and Meghan An African Journey, uh, which will uh, show part of their emotional journey and the uh, and and just sort of like their involvement with Africa. Yeah,
1: they're doing a royal trip. Yep. They brought cameras along. Yep.
0: And so Tom Bradby, who uh, is the interviewer for ITV, it, it, you the part that I think most people have seen a clip of is of him standing alongside or across from Meghan Markle having a conversation, uh, an interview where, you know, she, he asks her essentially how she's doing. And, and she reveals that they're really struggling with how they have been shown in the spotlight she says you know people don't really ask me how i'm doing uh but i'm it's been hard we're and she says very plainly um we're just existing we're not really living uh which kind of paints a picture of like some really difficult thing going things going on in their midst which we've seen play out kind of on the international stage when we hear um about her relationship with her father and that letter that was leaked and who leaked it and when did they leak it and all of that kind of sideshow that mm-hmm. went on around their wedding. Um, But here's my question. Mm-hmm. And there's more that continues to come out from mm-hmm. these interviews uh, from the special. But my question is, what do we think this is all about? Because it does, it's not very, it is not something we've seen the royals do before. Yeah. Have this sort of vulnerable, maybe we saw Princess Diana have some vulnerability, certainly, but after her divorce from Prince Charles. So what, you know, what are we, what do we think of this? What's going on here? What do we think? Well, here's
1: what I think. What I think is there's a few things going on, but this serves a purpose. Yeah. Now. I don't think that there's somebody at the palace, much like I don't think there's somebody at celebrity headquarters who sits down and says, OK, it's Tuesday and we need to uh, block a uh, story about you uh, doing some shenanigans that we don't want to talk about. So I need to create a fake story that might happen somewhere, some way. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, though, and especially with the Royals, I think what happens is they they are evolving. Right. Um, But they have always been telling stories about themselves. It's just the means and the manner in which they do so. What I mean by that is Elizabeth talked a little bit about this. Um, The way that the royals are presented to the country evolves. And in the United Kingdom, you know, they have to justify their existence. Right. They're not just going to go on until the end of time as if that is just a given. Right. That they literally have to... Like, what do they call it on like RuPaul's Drag Race? Like, I don't know, work for your lives. Or what do they call it when they have to like battle it out on a a music, you know, like a don't
2: like something like that that
1: show, but we'll
0: go with it. Work for your lives. work
1: for your lives. Right. Like they have to go out there and earn a paycheck because it is not given that they are going to be allowed to continue their way of life. They're literally one of the last oldest royal families to continue. And so what that means is, like, there's this constant battle between, like, how much to share with the public and how much not to. Right. Now, just in the way that, like, in the 80s, uh, paparazzi and... Uh, everybody were obsessed with what was really going on, and we knew there was stuff going on behind the scenes and they had to hunt it down. They got helicopters, they got people chasing. Unfortunately, you know, Prince Diana herself became a victim of this very thing. After that, I think the royal family and a lot of celebrities realized, well, the best thing to do here, kids, is to create the stories from within, uh-huh, that is to create the narrative ourselves by giving access to uh media outlets. To tell the stories that we want you to tell so that that way it will, you know, the audience will get a little something. They'll get right. a look into places like, ooh, like there are these dumb videos from like back in the day of like the queen's dogs or some dumb thing. Well, like we're past that. We uh-huh. need a little more than what the queen is doing with her dogs.
2: That-
1: That's right. not a euphemism. No. I mean, it could be, but for the purposes of this segment, it's not. Right. So they know that with this generation, they're going to have to be a little bit more Transparent, thoughtful. So Transparent,
0: open up the door a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so
1: then you get these, you know, like, because they know full well what they're doing when they're sitting there in Africa talking right. to the guy on the camera about, you know, they know what they're willing to, to uh, enunciate, to share out loud, because they know that appeals to a certain... Um, You know to the audience and then that gives like the people watching like oh, I really feel for her I feel like she's gotten a raw deal and I feel like it's gonna be really hard You know stop and think for a moment. You're like what but anyway I think that's part of what that is. The other part is of course what you've alluded to and a lot of other people are probably alluding to and our very own blind item guy is alluding to is that there is a huge ass scandal attacking one of the major members of the royal family that involves child prostitution. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so anything that will take the focus off of that. Can we get that blind item again, Halls? Oh, yeah. Here's the blind item from earlier today. This police force has requested permission from the queen to question one of her offspring, Prince Andrew. There are now half a dozen women in their own country who say that they were underage when Prince Andrew assaulted them sexually. <sighs> so it could very well be a little look over here.
1: Yeah. Don't look over here. And also, did you think it's 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 obvious that it's these two? Right. Because they're a low-risk group of royals that have high name recognition. Oh, that's a really good point. Like they're not in line for the throne, right. really.
0: Right. So Will and Kate still get to have their sort of privacy. Privacy. And, Ooh. you know, Will might mention a couple things, but he's not going to go for broke. But Harry and, and yeah, Meghan, I mean, they can. The, yeah,
1: Exactly.
0: Interesting. Well... Well, I'm, we're going to be watching that on Wednesday night When we come back we've got some celebrities behaving badly To tell you about we call them D-Bags after this We've got some celebrities Behaving badly that we want to tell you about On the Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 107.1 streaming live At mytalk 1071com Everything hey entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer Hi uh, What do we call these uh, celebrities behaving badly D-Bags Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag Of the day Who's your D-bag? I've got a rant. Oh, no. Hashtag rant ahead. Rant ahead. <laughs> uh,
1: are you going to be negative? <laughs> and probably irrational. Okay.
0: But I don't care, because uh, this tripped my trigger this week. Uh, okay. Chris Pratt is my D-bag today. <sighs> yes, okay, Colleen, did you guys yes. talk about this? No. Okay, good. Okay, so... He did a post on uh mm-hmm. oh on the Instagrams, uh of a beautiful, by the way, beautiful plate with a nugget of something burnt on it. Turns out it's a bagel bite. With pizza the following in the
2: morning,
0: pizza in the evening. Pizza at supper time. I mean pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Uh he and he put the following sentiment. This is Chris Schwarzenegger of his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Proud of my darling for trying to cook tonight. Did it go well? No. No, it did not. Not at all. To quote Rocky Balboa, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up and keep moving forward. As you can tell from the lump of coal in the center of the plate, this bagel bite never stood a chance. I honestly simply cannot imagine what went wrong here. Pretty simple. Microwave? Two minutes. Maybe she thought it said two hours. But I want to commend her for her effort. This is a big step, babe proud of you excuse me well <laughs> um okay no i can already hear you know voices that oh, say
1: you should talk to someone
0: he was just trying to be funny oh, he <laughs> was just funny. trying to be funny <laughs> well okay but i don't vacuum, think it's funny
1: sure but tell me why you don't think that?
0: because funny. it's 2019 and mm. we do not need this is his wife mm. and he's essentially being like my wife can't cook And, um, but she tried, and that was really sweet of her for trying. But look at how bad she is that she can't even make a bagel bite. Isn't it cute? Let's pat her on the Let's pat her on But, but nice try, babe. Also, what does she do? What's her thing? Like, what's her brand?
1: Her brand? What is is Catherine Schwarzenegger? She's like a lifestyle y wannabe. Yeah,
0: she's like a lifestyle blogger. So essentially, like, which, by the way, usually has stuff to do with like the keeping of the home. That is like what. Lifestyle blogs typically are. Yeah. So this is like so shamey and backhanded rude.
2: <laughs> She's
0: just like, oh, she just burns the bagel plate. I mean, like, girl, I, I'm sorry. Like, I've burned stuff before. I'm not a great cook. Mm-hmm. I will admit to it. Mm-hmm. I. But thank God my husband doesn't take pictures of it and call it out.
1: So like I said, in a vacuum, this seems like a very... uh you know, snarky post, right? Yeah. In the sense that, like, on any given day, anybody else posts this and I'd be like, oh, isn't that adorable? I mean, of course, that sounds kind of bitchy, but in a loving way, nonetheless. However, the thing that when I, the reason I reacted that way to this is because I now have several examples of Chris Pratt coming across in a very sort of like, he has this thing that he's trying, this might be real, Intended or otherwise. But my impression Mm -hmm. of Chris Pratt is that he is trying to present himself as a certain kind of man. Mm -hmm. And the certain kind of man that he presents himself to be probably is not given much thought by most people. I am paid to do this for a living. So I pay attention. Yes. And in doing so, I have learned that he comes across like, you know, like. Contrary to all these, you know, like, newfangled ways of doing things, I'm still kind of just an old-fashioned guy. Yeah. So, for example, I like to chop wood, I like to work on my guns, (laughs) I like to live in the forest, and I like to catch and kill my own dinner. (laughs) Like... And, it, and you know, the don't wife, take my she word stays home and cooks it. Don't take my word for it. Just go look on um, you know, his Instagram, yeah. look at the stories that we've talked about. And so when I see this, it's, it's in furtherance of that that paints, you know, it's of a piece. It paints a picture yeah. about, and maybe that's exactly the kind of person he wants you to believe. Uh, or he wants you to believe that very he thing is, about him, yeah. right? So that's what rubs me the wrong way is like... Oh, you're just the, you know, you're just the guy sitting on the couch waiting for your bagel bites. And your pretty little lady couldn't even <laughs> yeah like
0: Couldn't that. cook them like, right. Ew.
1: But I he's going to be so sweet and congratulate, really wanna... and
0: congratulate her for her effort and
1: put yeah. it on blast on his... But I also realize that's a judgment. And guess what? We that's get paid, what this is. We get paid to do it's that. It's a segment on our judgment. Yes. But um, also, what's wrong with her that she can't cook a bagel bite? Well... I mean, you know. I think she tried to put that in the broiler. Oh, I bet she just
0: forgot about it or something. Yeah. Like who
1: Which has also, not? Who has not ruined a party pizza before? Oh my god! I made it into not and much of a peel, party. You just peel the skin off and eat the rest. Don't it's even fine.
0: talk about pizza bite things. Oh, you mean pizza rolls? Yeah. Oh. Totinos. Has anyone ever cooked a pizza roll properly? Yes. <laughs> yes, but you have to you have to wait. That's the yeah. problem, and I think that's cruel. An unusual punishment. Th- he,
1: he His theater, I don't, let's put it this way. I'm not buying tick. I'm not getting a season pass at, you mm-hmm. know, the theater of Chris Pratt. Neither of us. Yeah. I will, I will get my theater tickets elsewhere, but I imagine to like, you know, cause you can just see the guys that are like, oh, my, uh, my wife the other day, she, you know, destroyed a meatloaf.
0: But he won't call, but like, he's the type of guy who calls his wife anything but his wife. Like, my beautiful bride, yeah, or like my my little, my little lady,
1: my old ball and chain. It's like no, her name is Catherine, yeah, and she is a f- full blooded human being, yeah. uh huh, and she does not wake up in the morning and think of you first before everything else, and
0: try to figure out how to make your life happier and more cheerful,
1: exactly. I feel good about that. Good. I feel feel good about the work we just did there. Okay, I would like to bitch about Kylie Jenner. Hi! Hi. If you're just joining us on the Colleen and Bradley show, D-Bags, it's the name of the segment. Kylie Jenner is my (laughs) D-Bag today. Why? Because of the following headline. You guys, listen to this. Kylie Jenner says 20-month-year-old daughter Stormy is, quote, obsessed with makeup (laughs) and begs to wear it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Stop it right now. Your 20-month-old child is not begging to wear makeup. You are just trying to pave the way, or should I say paint of a way, to raise a child who is obsessed with everything you're obsessed with. Yes. And it's the same thing that Kim did. That's exactly where she gets it. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit of the story before I get to the judgment.
0: Problem. Okay. Oh, okay. We, we're not there yet. We have now, not arrived yet.
1: We have not arrived at that juncture. However, you must remember Kylie Jenner is what? A billionaire? But why? Because she sells makeup? Exact. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So the Kylie Cosmetics mogul, 22, opened up about her 20-month-old child's interests. Can you please tell me what your child's interests were at 20 months, Colleen? Uh,
0: let's see. Uh, they they were interested in toys. Yep. Whatever I put in front of them.
1: Yep. S- napping lights. Napping and pooping. A ball of paper that yeah. ran. I mean, like 20 month old child. Yeah. And, Stormy, maybe, and being
0: held by me at all Stormy times. Stormy
1: is like she's probably more interested in your breasts.
0: Thank you, yes. I mean,
1: I don't know if you're still breastfeeding at 20 months. Are you? Some people do. Okay. Anyway, Stormy is, this is Kylie. Stormy is actually super into makeup right now. It's amazing. Um, it's all about lipstick. So every time I'm wearing <laughs> lipstick, she notices. She looks at me and says, lip, lip, lip. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. okay. Uh, I haven't even thought about when I'm going to let Stormy wear makeup. I don't know. I'm just going to see, but she might not even want to wear to makeup. Honestly, she is so obsessed with makeup. She begs me at this point. Okay. All right. Your child, I don't care. Your child would be obsessed with dirt. Mm -hmm. Your child is obsessed with probably what's in their diaper. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, stop trying to make your daughter into something that she isn't
0: that's like this is the thing that this is how you know that her opinion ahead this is how you know that her children or her child is an accessory yeah for her yeah because she's ascribing her desires onto her child yeah and that's i mean i'm not saying that that stormy doesn't put lipstick on her face I'm not saying that she doesn't get her hands on her mom's cosmetics and, like, stand in front of the mirror and do what she sees her mother doing, yeah. because that's what children do. But, you know, like... They emulate what they see their parents doing, because those are the adults in their lives that they are knowing that they're trying to grow up to be. But then to, uh, to then turn it back around and be like, oh, she's so obsessed But she's it.
1: doing that thing that I imagine parents do a lot more than I... Uh, uh know firsthand, is that like, oh, she totally does this. You wouldn't believe how whatever, whatever she is. And you're like, it's just a crowd. And like, if you put test tubes in front of her, you'd be like, oh my God, she's obsessed with science. I mean, I... Yeah, because you're in a, like, chemistry lab. Of course she's obsessed with science. Or she's obsessed with clothes. Yeah, because she's in the closet with you when you're getting ready in the morning. This is not, like, stop trying to make your child have a personality before the child has a chance to have a personality. Your deep-rooted love of cosmetics didn't start when you were 20 months old despite your Aunt Cheryl's insistence Even though contrary. you want that to be part of the story, Yeah, like, life. you grow up to be a big uh, makeup mogul and your Aunt Cheryl's like, oh, I knew since you were 20 months old and you were just walking around with lipstick on, that girl's going places with lipstick. I mean,
0: when <laughs> I put on my blue eyeshadow, you were putting it on your mouth, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But see, yeah. that's what's so funny about it is, like, what her daughter is doing is actually, like... Perfectly normal for a child of that age to emulate what they see their mother doing. For example, if Kylie Jenner were a construction worker, I'm sure she would be building things a lot. Or if Kylie Jenner, you know, um, had a hobby (laughs) of pole dancing i'm sure oh, okay. okay sorry that was too far that was a bridge too far She's and even like, i she just it. works that I pole. It. but like if she but if no but if kylie had any number of hobbies you know if she sewed or knit yeah then St- stormy would be playing
1: with yarn it's as, basically what i'm saying is this article is as fake as the rise and shine video that we've now all come Which to love i
0: kind of need to get my brain around yeah. that and and we'll have and shine. Okay, I, I we'll do that in the break. I, I gotta, I, I gotta see that video because uh, that that like took hold I, on Friday and like went through the weekend and then like was put to bed by the time I showed back up. So I was gone Friday, and there was an entire meme born, lived, and died yeah. before I came back yeah, to work. Five minutes. Yeah. Welcome to 2019. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got to do a little reboot or get the boot. There's a couple reboots that are being rumored and planned. We got to tell you if we think they're worth it or not after this on My Talk yeah. 1071. There's an opportunity for us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, oh, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. where there's an opportunity for us to consider whether something is worth getting rebooted. We do a little reboot or, or get, get the,
2: the boot. boot. Reboot or get the boot. <laughs>
1: Um, you guys, I know I was going to tell you about one thing, but I got to tell you about some breaking <gasps> reboot news. Oh, tell us the reboot news. Lifetime reunites facts of life <gasps> stars for holiday movie. <gasps> pew,
2: pew, 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 I'm so excited. excited.
1: Kim Fields. I would <gasps> like to thank uh, listener and friend Nate for alerting me to this immediately. The facts of life stars, Kim Fields, Mindy Cohn. Lisa Welchel and Nancy McKeon are reuniting for Light Up My Christmas, airing December 1st on uh, the Lifetime uh, channel.
0: I can't believe that Lisa Welchel didn't tell us about this when we hung out with her.
1: How dare she? (laughs) We'll send a tersely worded tweet to her later. But in the meantime, let me tell you about this. Because according to People, which exclusively announced the news, um, Kim Fields is going to be the executive producer. Now, this is not the facts of life. Okay. This is a movie with the stars of Facts of Life.
0: But not in the characters that they played on the Facts of Life.
1: Exactly. So,
0: Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber.
1: So, oh, um, there's some. based okay, on is, a true story, this is gonna be rough. Okay, go ahead. Based on a true story, the movie tells the story of Emma Kimfield, a woman who helps remind her hometown about the importance of embracing the holiday spirit. Okay. Now, here's a bunch of stuff we don't care about. Okay. I don't know what this movie's gonna be about, but they're all gonna be in the movie, and I couldn't be happier. I said to my friend Nate, "I wonder if they're gonna do like a CGI Charlotte Ray." Oh. Because, you know, Mrs. Garrett yeah. is no longer with us. Even better. Okay. They are literally going to rename uh, or they're going to name an, a skating rink in the town Charlotte Ray's skating oh, rink. Oh, that's cute. So in the movie, there'll be a nice little hat tip to Charlotte Ray. Okay, Rae. I like
0: that. That's better than a CGI yes. Charlotte Ray.
1: Because that'd be a little weird, right? Yeah. No this word is- on if George Clooney's going to be in it.
0: He's uh, not. He's not going to be in yeah. it. They're, that's the word. Anyway, no. I'm just really excited about that. No.
1: And while I would love them to do an actual Facts of Life uh, you know, actual reunion, reunion, I'm fine with this because I don't care and I'm going to see them all in the same place. And Mindy Cohn, I have not seen on the big or little screen for a thousand years. So
0: um, This is what I like about this. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Jury's still out. However... This is what I appreciate about this structure of a reboot is that it's not like they're trying to shoehorn their old characters into a new story, yeah in a way it's not that gonna be some
1: like yeah,
0: it just gives them the opportunity to all work together again and it gives us sort of it scratches that nostalgic itch for us um but it'll be I'll be curious to see how it's received and and if it's any good because I think this could be again a way that other shows kind of get around that reboot thing yeah without having to reboot can i just piggyback on that in this completely unplanned segment that did you hear what they're doing with the brady family no okay hold on let me look it up so i can actually give you the facts but of life because yes look at that um because of the success of the brady uh renovation on uh HDTV.
2: hgtv, HGTV
0: They are going to do a Christmas special with the actual Brady Bunch in the actual house
1: oh my god that's awesome
0: i know isn't that cool now here's what i don't know and what i'm looking up right now is how they are going to uh like what that's going to mean but um they are confirming a a very brady renovation holiday edition special and uh, the six brady bunch siblings uh will join reed drummond who you love oh god she's your favorite with her you want nothing Mm -hmm. more than to watch the pioneer woman on repeat i hope it
1: doesn't end well (laughs) You're terrible.
0: Uh, she, but she and Jasmine Roth, who's the star of Hidden Potential, will be creating seventies-inspired treats and festive decorations uh, with the Brady family in the newly renovated Brady House. I love this. Yeah. Because minus I, Rick I don't think Ron. I ever got to tell you about Minus Reed Drummond. I, you know, I don't have a truck with her, but I know that you and social media Hannah um, love to hate her.
1: Oh, we don't hate her. Hate is hate a very on. strong I'm word. Hate I'm sorry.
0: You're right. I should say like, love to poke at, her. poke at her. But when I say hate, what I mean is like hate on in the poke fun at sense. Okay?
1: <laughs> Thank you for clarifying.
0: Anyway. um, but, but you know what I never got... I want to double back to that We I never really like brought this through thread all the way through on the Colleen and Bradley show because I did watch the Brady renovation series from beginning all the way to end. And I just have to say like... That show delivered on every level in a way that I didn't anticipate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the, like I thought it was gonna be neat. I thought I was going to appreciate it, a very bright brady re- renovation. But what I didn't anticipate was like how moved I would be by watching this. Mm-hmm. Like they really did meticulously make this dream a reality of making the inside of this house look like the show's soundstage home Mm -hmm. and it seemed like the impossible thing to do, but they pulled it off and to see all of those, the the living members of the Brady Bunch there and involved in it, it really was touching. But you also kind of like how, you know things about your siblings that sort of drive you crazy. There are things that you notice about each of the Brady Bunch stars, Mm -hmm. like for example, Barry Williams is like a vaudevillian; like he's always trying to get like weird attention. He's always performing, kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and like G- uh, Eve Plum, who played Jan, she doesn't even want to be there. And like if you watch it with that lens of realizing, kind of, yeah, then
1: you appreciate how they it a really. Oh, it
0: was so. But just, I
1: loved that show. Um, just to to tie this up, Light Up My Christmas airs on Lifetime December first, and again, that's going to bring together. All of your favorite uh, Facts of Life people. Well, I mean, the ones that you can appreciate that on this planet. Kim Fields, Mindy Cohn, Lisa Welchel, Nancy McKeon. Okay, so quickly, the, re- the, the story I was going to bring you during this segment is about another reboot that we need to discuss. And that is news that there will be a Barney live-action movie. Like Barney Miller? Barney and Friends. No,
0: like you mean the purple dinosaur?
1: Yeah. I love, I love no, you. No, no. You, you love. I don't me. love this. So, the live action film will be produced by Mattel Films and they're t- teaming up with Daniel Kaluuya, who's the star of Get Out. He's going to be prof- uh, producing this film. And the question that I have is what is a live action Barney film? Because wasn't Barney live action? Yeah. Like it was a guy in a costume.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and is it going to be like
1: a weird CGI?
0: I'm Barney? guessing yes, because I was going to. But even that's not live action. That's not
1: live action. Now he does say it was a uh, Barney was a ubiquitous figure in many of our childhoods. Then he disappeared into the shadows. We're excited to explore this compelling modern day hero to see if his message can stand the test of time. Um, okay also
0: i kind of wanted this to be like a horror story but it's not well it It just sounds
1: bizarre well maybe
0: it's about the real life story of the actor who played barney who's a tantric sex specialist true story okay i'll watch that
1: okay but again live action barney movie do we we need that no no we're gonna give that the boot.
0: agreed when we come back on the colleen and bradley show here's the question if you had to give up carbs what would you miss the most we'll talk about that after this 651-641
1: have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply you can start getting paid right away and work close to home applying is easy you don't even need an interview